Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Indie Beacon Radio, where creative souls can find help in marketing their creations. You can send questions for each show on Twitter using the hashtag IndieBeacon. Now sit back and enjoy learning about our guest for this show. Welcome to today's episode. We are with C. Marie Bowen, um, who has written um, four books at least, um, and I have a feeling she's got a couple more sitting on the sidelines there, of historical fiction paranormal. So welcome. How are you, C.M.? Hi, how are you? Good. I'm going to um, keep it simple with um, just Connie, because that is your first name. Um, and it is not Connie Bone who's writing children's stories or other historical fiction books, but this is the one of paranormal. So let's start with the first one, which is Passage. Um, yes. Let's find out from you a little details about it. Um, Passage starts off the series, the Soul of the Witch series. Uh, it's about a woman, a modern-day woman, who gets in a car accident and experiences um, uh, life after death. I mean, she dies and she has a, an experience. And this experience throws her back into her previous life. So she's in a past life and she wakes up and she has experiences there. And uh, when she wakes up in the hospital, when they get her heart going, um, she's just beside herself because those were the people that she remembers now. Those are the people she loves because um, her life in today's world was not as great. It was much better back there. So uh, she goes to, and tries to find a way back. She understands that it's, it hasn't been that long. It's about 150 years, but um, she can find proof that these places existed. And that's what that story is about. Uh, it's the first in the series. And uh, once you get to know the people back in time, um, it, it gets a little darker. There are uh, magic involved, um, witches and stuff happens, shenanigans happen. And the magic comes into play, and it becomes a more darker series, uh, good versus evil. Um, so before we go too far into the series, um, uh -huh. help me understand, what inspired you to write the, the first one? Oh, that first one, I started telling stories in junior high and high school. Uh, my girlfriend and I would go down to the park and hang out and talk about dreams we had and what we wanted to be. And I wanted to be a writer. And we wrote poetry and short stories. And this was a story. This, these were characters that were in my head back then. Um, in 1980, after I had my first child, I was home for a while. And I thought, you know what? I have a typewriter and I have time. And uh, actually, I, I wrote that all out by hand. 
and then I used a typewriter later. So it's half of it was typed and half of it was in loose leaf notebooks. And uh, another nine years went by and I had another kid and I ended up putting it on a word processor. You didn't have the internet back then. Uh, you didn't even have Word. Uh, everything was on a hard drive, on a LAN, you know, and, and you had to print it. So I have a, a box of printed manuscript and I shoved all of that in the closet and then about four or five years ago um, I had an opportunity to retire early uh, and my I, I was an architect I, I worked at an architectural firm as a project manager and uh, I wasn't real happy I had done really good in my career but you know a bigger company had bought out the little company that was home and everybody left and so i was there with all these people i didn't know and it was a man's world and they didn't really like me there so um i left and uh pulled the box out of the closet and typed it up and joined uh, romance writers of america and <laughs> entered some contests and was totally smashed. You know, they'd come back with these, uh, oh, you don't know what you're doing. And I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. So I took some classes and I must've rewrote that first book four or five times until somebody said, hey, this is pretty good. And it won an award, it won first place. And uh, I was very excited, sent it into a small publishing company in Oklahoma and they liked it. So I published several books with them. And uh, then I, I kind of had been watching the independent writers and they were doing so many cool things. And uh, so when I had the opportunity, I went independent. And uh, I'm happy I did. Well, congrats. Uh, and it's good that it stuck with you throughout that long period of time. Because um, you're talking, you know, 30 years that it yes. just got you and, and, you know, finally said you need to finish this and stuff. So it gave you the opportunity and that's great. Um, when you were describing your story, mm -hmm. it sounded almost as if it was a past life regression type thing. It was. She does. She goes into a previous life. Um, and when she's in that previous life, she eventually has memories from both lives. And then um, when they get her heart beating in this, in this time and she wakes up, she, those memories carry with her. So she remembers where she was and uh, she tries to tell people I was somewhere else. I was in another life. And they're saying, yeah, these past life experiences, you know, we've, we've done all kinds of studies. Um, and I did all kinds of studies. I, I researched all the past life experience and um, life after death and, regression and all these things very interesting subject um but the girl in my book really believed that she had been there and uh, so much so that she she sets off on a quest to find these places that she she lived and then she wants to go back of course yeah as you said she was happier there than she is where she currently she is said, well she she met the guy the guy's back there the first the first book is really a romance it's a um, time travel romance, and it gets darker. I mean, things happen. There's, there's witches. There's a witch involved when she goes back, and she's a good witch. She's friends with this witch. It's her cousin, and um, 
at the end of the book, a traumatic event happens that uh, brings oh, her in. Yeah, it, it uh, stuff happens. Things happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, and it gets really exciting. Uh, I've had really good reviews. I'm, I'm very pleased. And I thought it was going to be a trilogy. I wrote three books. And then people liked it. And they started asking me about the married couple in the book. Because there's a, a married couple. And I thought, well, you know, they met and they got together right about the time of the big Boston fire. And so I... Uh, started doing some research and things fell together and uh i have a new book coming out probably next month it's with the editor right now i'm done writing it um she's just cleaning it up and making suggestions as editors will and, and this one's not part of the series it's a standalone it it is a standalone i'm calling it book four because there'll be another one and you'll have to have read book one two and three to know what goes on in book five. You can start at four. You can start with this one, which is a fire. Uh, it's called uh, Pyromancer. Okay. Um, and it does stand alone. It's, um, it's the whole story. But it's a different arc. Uh, think of my world as the Marvel Universe. <laughs> Kind of, and all of my books, they're, they're all characters in a persistent universe. So my Western characters interact with her when she goes back in time, but they also have a world of their own. And then um, you have the witches, which are the soul of the witch. Uh, those are the witch stories. And then I have a, another series that um, has to do with my immortals. Uh, well, it's just one immortal, one guy. He gets cursed by a witch. These witches, they're just out of control. So and that brings up a good question. Um, we have just a couple minutes left of this segment. Why are you bringing in the witches? What, what's the fascination with that? Well, they showed up. I mean, I, you're a writer. You know how <laughs> characters just suddenly, they, there they are. Um, when I was fleshing out the characters uh, and her cousin back in time um, could do things. She wasn't really good at it. She wasn't a really good witch, but she could do some things. She, uh, she could scry in water. Um, she had premonitions. Uh, she was good with uh, plants and animals, uh, earth magic. So she was good with earth and water, but that's about all she could do. And she really wanted to be a healer. And these were all things that the character had in her. And uh, they just constantly surprised me. Um, my immortal is in this book. He plays a big part in this book. Um, he's been around for a long time. And... Uh, that book I showed you was um, World War II. Um, okay. So um, we've gone through some of the Soul of the Witch series. Um, we start off with Passage and stuff. We really haven't talked about the prophecy or the paradox, and we'll get into those in the second segment and stuff. So what is the total number of books you have published? 
One, two, three. I got one coming out. Do we want to count the ones coming out next month? Sure. Let's count it. That's four, five, six. I've got six in paperback and ebook, and I've got four that are in ebook only. So ten altogether. Okay. And the reason you chose only ebooks for those? They're small. They're short stories. Ah, uh, okay. Um, I will probably at some point put them together because they're a, a chronicle of um, another character that is also in, in the Soul of the Witch series. But he has his own problems and his own thing, and uh, his name is Hunter. And uh, he's from New Orleans. And he also has magical abilities. So I seem to, I seem to have a lot of witches. Well, and with the last minute we have left, it sounds like you've not only done some of the research, but have you gone to New Orleans where there's a lot of spirituality and things of that nature going on there? You know, and I live very close to New Orleans, and I have not. Um, after, the, after Katrina, uh, I was working at that architectural firm, and we had a big influx of uh, people from Louisiana that came to work at our office, and uh, they were from New Orleans. And I talked to them a lot, but I have not been down there. That's on my to-do list. Okay. And this is a perfect spot for us to stop and take a break. We'll be letting our sponsors do their thing and we'll be right back. Hi, Brakefield and Berkey here, award-winning authors for the Techno Thrillers books, the Enigma book series. Technology, today's weapon of choice, the cyber good guys versus the cyber bad guys. We invite you to join our website TheEnigmaSeries.com, where you will get sample chapters, sample audibles, book trailers, and you can sign up for our mailing list. The books are available in ebook, paperback, and audible. Thank you. Tom Gromes, father of market intelligence, writing business books that are a game changer. International author of nonfiction has written the first and only books on the collapse of Russia and the first and only book on market intelligence. Check them out at mkintel.org. That's mkintel.org. mkintel.org. Hi, this is Alan at Ask Alan Anything, a podcast designed to help you learn about publishing and marketing your books. So join us live on Facebook at 8 p.m. Central Daylight Time. The page is Indie Beacon Radio. Ask any questions about publishing and marketing your book. We're here to help you, and we've been doing it for a long time. So I hope to see you then. Thanks. Welcome back to Indie Beacon Radio. Don't forget to like us, follow us, or subscribe to one of our many channels. Now, here is your host for today's show. And welcome back. This is Beyond Bourgeois, your host for this episode. And we have C. Marie Bowen, who is also known as Connie. She has written a total of 10, well, six paperbacks and four short stories um, that involve a lot of different things. Uh, we were talking in the last um, segment about her Soul of the Witch series, um, Passage and Now Prophecy was what we're going to get into. So we have talked, I'm sorry, I've got Alexa talking to me. I, apparently she thought I was talking to her. So um, 
There we go. So we were talking about the passage, and she wanted to go back and, and research all those places and the past life regression and stuff. And, and towards the end, you said that there was a witch, that, you know, a cousin of hers at that time, something happened, and I assume that's what brings us to the prophecy. Is that correct? It does. It sets off the prophecy. And okay. um, it releases a demon that's coming for them. And uh, a, a lot of travel is involved in this book. Um, you have people, everybody's heading to the ranch, which is in eastern Colorado, where, uh, where she goes back in time. She's an heiress. And uh, the, there's a group coming from Toronto. They travel by train. Most of them are traveling by train. There's another group coming up from New Orleans, and they're also traveling by train. Um, and the trains were interesting. That was interesting research. Uh, late 1870s train travel at that time in our country was madness. You think airports are madness. This, the trains were madness. You could have five to eight train stations. Every Imagine United and American having different airports in the same city because every train had a different had their own station and so if you had to change carriers and many times you did you had to take your luggage run across you know town and then get on another train going out of another station um so that was fun to research and i finally got everybody where they were going and um magic comes into play a lot more in this one um my my cousin witch who didn't have a whole lot of magic learns that she really does have quite a bit of magic and uh, i mean i don't want to give the whole story away but they end up uh with a confrontation with this demon who was set loose because they fulfilled a prophecy and um he's coming for him he's going to get him and he really tries he's a spooky guy and uh that's prophecy. And then paradox is uh, they beat him back for now, but then he comes back. And um, she, she learns more about why she was pulled back in time and uh, why, why could she even do that? I mean, how could she do that? Well, in, in paradox, she has some some more choices regarding time travel to make. And uh, it kind of wraps the series up. Um, and My Immortal plays a big, big role in the ending, so. Now that Immortal you mentioned, he's in book four. He's um, in the whole series. You just don't know, you don't know who he is until the very end, until that last book when, when stuff happens and he has to confess you know, this is, this is who I am. And uh, so he is in book, he's in all the books. Uh, he just but doesn't. book four is more about him. Book four is a lot about him. Okay. A lot about him and Hunter. Okay. And, and so, I mean, originally, if I remember correctly in your statement, you said you originally started this out as one book. Um, okay. And then it developed itself into a series. Mm -hmm. How did that happen? Well, at the end of uh, 
at the end of passage, when um, there was dire consequences happening and this witch had to make a choice. Um, she forced enough magic that she became- I'm gonna stop you right there because I yeah. don't want you to give away the story, okay? So let me re-ask the question, okay? Um, because I've ended up, you know, I, I wrote one book and it ended up, ended up being a trilogy as well. But that was purely by chance. I didn't intend for that to happen. So that's why I was kind of wondering about you. You know, you originally started with first, and then all right. of a sudden you've got five that you're doing in the series. So, you know, for you personally, what was the motivation to go ahead and do that? When I got to the end of book one, I realized it wasn't finished, that there was more story, um, more character development, other characters that were involved with the, the final arc of this story. Um, the first three books is about her travel through time and um, all the stuff that happens because she went back in time um, with her modern ideas. She's in the body that was back there. I mean, she's in a, a previous life, but she has, you know, our ideas of things, right? right? She's, she's not a... 1870s woman she's a 2000 plus woman so she does things that causes havoc and um it sounds pretty much like you have a lot of characters that just don't want to shut up and just they talk yeah they talk to me they uh tell me so oh, they're told you're not going to finish <laughs> that's right you're not done yet um and that's really how the this book four got started was it's it jumps ahead, or it jumps back in time. Uh, the passage starts in like 1875. When she goes back in time, it's 1875. And uh, Pyromancer starts about 1860, 1865. It starts way before that. And uh, it's about this young witch and how she was raised in Boston and the big fire in Boston and the financial collapse. And there's so much history in it. In fact, there's so much history in all these books. I decided to just keep track of my research and make a historical facts. And so I'm going to add that to book four, just historical facts. These are the things in this book that really happened. Um, no, the witch did not set the fire, but they don't know what set the fire, but they know where it started. So it could have been a witch. could have yeah. been my witch, yeah. Now you have one more book we haven't talked about. Um, it's a small little one that I see um, behind you, um, next to Passage. Um, what is that one? Um, this series, there's three books here. There's the, um, the uh, World War II, this is my immortal. Um, his initials are always JL, so it's the JL Immortal series, Time Quest. This is a, a very short story, and you can only get it in an ebook. Um, it's like 99 cents. And it's him in the Caribbean in the 1700s. And then this one is very popular. It's also 99 cents. It's a little bit of a bigger short story. It's a novella. And it's him in the um, medieval times, 1300s, 13, 1308. 
Okay. So that's my immortal. And eventually there will be a series that follows him into modern times, and that'll finish up this whole thing, and I can go on to outer space stories or something like that. <laughs> I can get done with these guys, but they still have stories to tell, so I guess I'm kind of stuck with them for now. Well, you never know with that immortal. He may find you out in outer space doing something there. You know, I've had suggestions that, well, you could just take him, and I, no, 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 I, I know how... I know how the stories end. I know how all these stories end. I just need to find the time to write them all. <laughs> well, this is a good point for us to take a break. We're going to let our sponsors again do their little thing, and we'll be right back. National Authors Day is November 2nd, 2019. This annual event is getting a fresh look with a parade that starts at the Texas State Capitol and works its way south down Congress Avenue. Join us as we celebrate the joy of being a published author and the joy of reading. For more information about the parade, merchandise, and other events related to this event, please visit our website at authors.dearindy.org. What would you do if you found out everyone on the town council were thieves and murderers? That's what happened in Bandera, Texas in 1873. John Cruder was a marshal, yet he needed to operate outside the law in order to balance the scales of justice. He is the Midnight Marauder. You can find his books on Amazon.com and TopWesterns.com in paperback, digital, and audio. I'm Roy Clinton, and I hope you'll read The Midnight Marauder. Thank you for watching or listening to this show. Andy Lecter is proud to sponsor this programming. As a thank you for listening or watching, we would like to give you a 10% coupon code that you can use on our bookstore at indielector.store. Use coupon code VIDEO19. Again, that's indielector.store, coupon code VIDEO19 for a 10% discount on any purchase. Thank you. Welcome back to Indie Beacon Radio. Don't forget to like us Follow us or subscribe to one of our many channels. Now, here is your host for today's show. And welcome back. This is Beyond Bourgeois, your host for this episode. And I have with me C. Marie Bowen, who we're also going to call her as Connie because it's a little easier. Um, and that is her name anyways. Um, we've been talking about her books. And so in this episode, what I'd like for you to do, Connie, is just spend a moment and tell people how they can reach you how they can find your books, your website, social media, whatever you want to give so people can reach out to you and learn more about you and your books. Um, I have a website. It's uh, cmariebowen.com. And uh, have all the books and all the social links on there. Uh, I'm on Facebook. Probably the most on Facebook. I have a Twitter account and um, some other accounts, and I, I don't. I don't get on them as much. So probably Facebook or jump on the website and all the links are on there. You can send me an email directly from there. And uh, I'd love to hear from you. Like I said, it was, it was a, a fan, a reader who suggested I do the book that's coming out next month um, because they wanted to know some history about the couple. And of course your books are available in all the favorite bookstores. Um, 
No, uh, the, the novels are in Kindle Unlimited. So they're an Amazon exclusive. The short stories you can get anywhere. Yeah, they're at Barnes and Nobles and Kobo and iTunes. So that is an interesting question because of the constant changes in the publishing world. Is there a reason you chose to stay with KDP Select exclusively? I can't sell my books other places. I mean, I've, I've pulled them all out and gone wide for six months, eight months. And there's, I can't get BookBub ads. Um, I'm not popular enough. I don't have enough uh, reviews. All the things, I guess, that goes into it. I'm too new. I'm a new author. Um, so it's hard. And, and then I go back to uh, KDP Unlimited or Select, and I can advertise. And I discovered that a little bit of advertising goes a long way. Um, I started selling some books. So I've stayed there. I have big plans, of course, to become a famous author and not have to play Amazon's games. But <laughs> right now, I'm kind of stuck there. <laughs> Understandable. Okay. Um, so you have these books and you said you're wrapping it up and you hopefully will be done i'm assuming within a year or two years is that your goal years. i hope so um yeah there's probably one two three four at least four or five more full novels and a couple short stories that i need to put out for these guys so that they stop bothering me and i can move on to my uh my space books, uh, I have some, some plans for a generation ship that goes into outer space. And that would, okay. be, that would be fun to write. And have the characters already started presenting themselves to you? Not as much. Not as much as these guys. These guys are, they're drowning everybody else out. <laughs> I, just, I just have to get to these guys. Uh, the... The people that are screaming the loudest is the immortal. He really is. He wants his story told. And it's, it's a contemporary story. It's where that ends up is today. Um, so he's, I've got lots of ideas for that. He tells me all kinds of scenes, things that are going to happen. I just can't wait. I'm excited. Now, early in the beginning, you had mentioned that you first hand wrote your story. Do you still hand write a lot of your stories or are you strictly now computer? I'm strictly now computer and I'm a planner or a plotter. Uh, I, I put down scenes, things I know that has to happen. You know, this has to happen, this, 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 and this is how it's going to end. And then I fill it in. And then when I get it all filled in, then I start writing. Um, and of course, you're a writer, you know, best laid plans. This is what the character's gonna do. Whoops, the character does something else. And then you have to change everything. But um, yeah, I start with an outline. I don't just sit down and write. They, they talk to me well in advance of sitting down and starting to write. So, yeah. Okay. I happen to be what they call a prancer who just gets in there and just starts writing. And really? I still write by hand and, and stuff before I go to the computer and, and start the edits. 
Um, so, and which works good for me because my characters, yeah, they go left and right all the time. So I don't know what's happening until we're done with the story, or at least I think I'm done with it. And as you mentioned before, they love talking to you until they're done. So. Mm -hmm. And they well, have their own ideas. And if you try to make them do something that's out of character, the story just stops. And I have to go back, maybe even a couple chapters, and go, oh, oh, here's where it was. And then it goes off the other direction. Because they'll just stop talking to me. They're done. No, no, not, I'm going to do that. I'm not going not gonna to go to that dinner party. No. And it's like, oh, okay. Horse races. No. Oh, okay. And I have to back up and go a different direction. So, yeah, I know what you're talking about. They, they can control. Yeah. I'm going to ask um, our last question of the um, episode, and I do this a lot. Do you have any words of encouragement for somebody who's interested in becoming an author? There's no reason not to. Boy, write your heart out and, and do it. I mean, it's not that hard to write. It is terribly hard to write, but it's not that hard to, to get started. And it's not that hard to learn everything you need to know. There's a lot of people out here that are willing to help new writers, um, whether it's with contests or reviews or mentoring. There's no reason not to. And the longer you wait, the more regrets you have that you didn't do it when you were 20 or 15 or whatever. Because I, I told my girlfriend just out of high school, we were talking, what do you want to do? And I wanted to go to New York and be a writer. And I didn't get to be a writer until I was much older. And I should have. I, I would have enjoyed that. Yeah. I, I fully understand that. I was writing screenplays when I was 12 years of age. But um, like a lot of parents in that period of, of my of time, um, it was, no, you got to get school and you got to get a real job and all that stuff. So I understand where you're coming from on that aspect. You have written quite a lot. Um, six books and four short stories that are available on Amazon. Um, and your short stories are available elsewhere. And of course, we want people to go to cmariebowen.com so they can find out where you're going to be, what you're going to be doing, what the latest stories are, all that fun stuff. And I want to thank you very much for your time. You want to add one last thing? I was just going to say that when you go to the website, you can sign up for a newsletter. And I don't send out a lot of newsletters, but when I do have news, like I'm going to be publishing a book, I will, I will send out a, a notice to everybody. You can follow me on, um, on Amazon or on Goodreads. I'm in all those places. Great. Well, thank you very much for your time, and we wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Indie Beacon Radio, where creative souls can find help in marketing their creations. To learn more about Indie Beacon services, to be a guest on the show, or to advertise on our show, please visit our website at IndieBeacon.com.